It's the lucky number. It's episode seven of the Coast Great Podcast. I'm Tom. And uh, I'm Matt. What's lucky about seven, by the way? Well, we're we're, we're going to be discussing our great luck in terms of our Florida holiday today. So oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I'd tie that in because coming yeah, up, sure. we've, coming up, we've got five new stories in five minutes. It's five and five. Uh, we're going to be talking about our most uh, anticipated, uh, one of the most anticipated things about our Florida trip. That's a great noun, Matt. Things. Yeah, things. My, my English yeah. teacher will be proud. <laughs> and to make up for the things, we'll be putting yet another prize in our massive prize pool for the Coast of Great podcast competition. All that and more in this episode. Sound good? Yes. Good. Good. Shall we begin? Unless you had other plans. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually putting out now. Can you wait till tomorrow for this? We, we recorded the intro. I'll record, record the rest tomorrow. It's fine. Yes, it's episode seven of the Coaster Crate podcast. Um, right, should we jump straight into it? Yeah, I think we should actually, yeah. Great. Well, if you just hold on for a sec, I've put my phone with the timer on. Oh, I literally, I, this is genuine. I, I, I noticed when we started recording, I've not got the, the timer ready, so I'm just going to get that out. So, as you know, Matt, this is literally a running joke every single episode when we do this, that we just can't manage to get the timer. Between this really? and Muppets, it's kind of our defining feature, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, I'll tell you what. So once I've, now I've got the time, I've introduced this segment as five in five. I'm gonna we're actually I'm gonna do four news stories in four minutes because the fifth one I do think actually warrants a bit of extra time talking. Um, so, I think I might know what that is. So, so that's the promise. So we're gonna do we're gonna do four in four, and then we're gonna do uh, the fifth one, one in about ten. Exactly. It's our usual pace, so it's no different. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. that's true. Four in four, Matt. You ready? Yeah, let's go. Right, I've got to do all of the all of the new Six Flags announcements in this first minute. So we've got the Wonder oh, Woman God. cold in the Sioux coaster. We've got um, Crazanity, the world's tallest pendulum ride. We've got Cyborg Cyber Spin. We've got Twisted Cyclone Coaster. We've got Harley Quinn Spin Sanity. We've got Wonder Woman Coaster Wahoo River. Harley Quinn Crazy Coaster Typhoon Twister. Another Harley Quinn Spin Sanity. Another Pandemonium. Carnival of Hell Splashwater Island Fright Fest. Suicide Squad. Blah, blah, What do you think of Six Flags, Matt? Uh, that is an insane uh, amount of new rides. And that's just for 2018, right? Yeah, that's right. It's all coming uh, next year. Um, let's talk about one of them. Um, I think the thing that caught my eye was actually the Harley Quinn um, ride. It, some of these coasters look a bit stupid. And the Harley Quinn spin sanity, mm. 70 miles an hour, uh, weightlessness at 147 feet. Um, uh, that's the kind of, oh, it's a pendulum ride, that. But they're all, they're all mad, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are just flats, right? Some of these new rides. A lot of them, in fact, they've also got the world's largest loop coaster coming to Six Flags Great America, but um, hey. Okay, you've got one one final thing to say on that subject, we've got to move on. Quantity over quality, it sounds like. That's the motto of Six Flags. <laughs> um, number two, uh, Fright Nights at Fort Park. We have got the returning majors, Platform 15, the Big Top, Soar Alive, and the extra escape room attraction containment. Joining them this year, the global horror franchise, as expected. 
uh, was The Walking Dead. We've got two Walking Dead mazes, The Living Nightmare, which I think is kind of based on uh, uh, Negan and the kind of the, uh, the, the the more recent series. And then we've got one called Sanctum, which seems a bit more kind of generic Walking Dead. What do you reckon? I think it's great that they've got uh, some new IP. But it's not it's a new a... IP to horror mazes, is it? No, it feels like Walking Dead horror attractions have been done over and over and over again. And for me, I'm just, I feel like it's a tired IP in that kind of sector, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, Halloween Horror Nights at Orlando has actually ditched it now. There's no uh, Walking Dead uh, left there, and there used to be, you know, Scare Zones and Amazes there. It seems like they've been there was also a couple of permanent um, Walking Dead attractions, mm. scare attractions around the world. So I suppose it's interesting that they've got two two mazes. I thought it would probably just be one. Um, but it seems like they're, they're, they're theming the whole event as Walking Dead, but they've actually only got two mazes and the rest are just remaining the same, which is, I don't know, is, is, does that feel a bit weird to you? It seems like they're trying to get their money's worth, doesn't it, with two mazes? That just seems odd, mm. doesn't it? Um, yeah. I don't I don't like to be negative about it, but I, I, I way prefer all the Lionsgate stuff, to be honest. I mean, I'm not a fan of The Walking Dead anyway, so it's not my kind of thing. Uh, but I think the originality uh, of all the Lionsgate stuff they had is is more interesting to me than The Walking Dead, which seems like, as I said, it's been done before. Great. Two final stories. Uh, Dragon Challenge is now closed at Universal Orlando. Oh, absolutely gutted. Absolutely gutted. And I can't believe that it's like the week before we go. Exactly, it was literally so just a few days before we go. But if you hang around till uh, this Christmas at Universal Orlando, there will be now, for the first time ever, the Christmas in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. They will be lighting oh. up Hogwarts Castle. There'll be um, Christmas uh, decorations and food and performances. So something to look forward to. Yeah, that's, that does sound exciting, actually. Well, that's coming this Christmas to Universal Orlando. We've done it in in four minutes. We've done uh, it's four minutes just now. So congratulations, oh, great. well done. It's first time. Now the fifth story we want to discuss today is a really tricky one, and that's mainly due to at the time of recording, we honestly actually don't know how it's going to play out at all. We're talking about Hurricane Irma, which at the time of recording on the evening of Tuesday, the fifth September, is making its way in from the Atlantic, and it's going to be passing some Caribbean islands and the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and then Cuba, um, and it 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 sounds at the moment anyway in its current it's absolutely insane we're talking you know category 5 hurricane i think 195 mile an hour winds as well it's it's sounding like it's going to be very destructive to these islands uh yeah i mean uh i mean as much as it's a worry for us because we're going there on a, on a holiday you, you, i suppose you do have to think of all these people that you know live in the caribbean and and potentially they're on the coast of Florida, they're really going to be, you know, they're going to have their lives affected by this. Whereas mm. for us, it's just more of an inconvenience. But uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's sorry, go. There you go. No, no, no. And one of the trickiness for us is that this uh, uh, we record this on Tuesday evening. It goes out Friday morning, by which time it's already passed quite a few islands. Mm. Um, and the forecast of where it's going next, we better know. And at the time of recording. Um, it's on track to go up towards Florida. So we're, we're talking now in a, a kind of a, admittedly a bit more of a selfish context. Um, and in the theme park context, we're going, uh, as, as you probably know, to Orlando this weekend on Saturday, the 9th of September. And at its current uh, state, it will look like to affect Orlando and Florida in some way on uh, Sunday the 10th and Monday the 11th 
of September. Now we don't know for sure kind of the route. Will it will uh, Orlando see you know major storms and a uh, full-blown hurricane? Will it just be on the periphery and you know just be obviously a, a lot of a lot of rainfall and strong wind? Uh, we don't know for for, for sure at this point. Um, so we, we're doing a bit of a bit of research and obviously planning for our own um, kind of circumstances on the back of this. But interestingly. Um, it's 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 got similarities, although we don't know, to, of course, to the extent what this is going to turn out like. With Hurricane Matthew, which only took place only but only last year, didn't it, Matt? And actually closed the Disney parks for a day and a bit. Yeah, um, I, I I guess there's a possibility that it could close the parks again, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if it did, purely because of the um, destruction that. Um, Harvey caused, and I think that's why this has become mm. oh, definitely a bit more of a thing than it perhaps would have been, just because of what we've seen uh, last week. Um, and I think because obviously that's on the, on the front of everyone's minds that you know potentially this this could happen again, um, the same level of destruction. I mean, it's more powerful, so. Oh yes, the, the power the, the power at the moment, at least at the, the time of recording, and, and what it's going to build into over over Wednesday and, and Thursday. Yeah, it gusts of wind within the hurricane of of up to over two hundred miles an hour, which is, is absolutely mm. incomprehensible. Um, but at the, at this moment of recording, you know, there's been no um, there's been nothing firm in terms of. Uh, warning. So at the time of recording, the state of Florida has a state of emergency, which allows them and the emergency services to prepare better and, and anticipate this hurricane. But in terms of warnings about what will actually reach and where it will go, it's it's still uncertain. It's her, it's heading in that direction, but obviously a lot can change. So in terms of our trip, we um, our travel agency is aware of it and they're monitoring the situation. We're due to fly out from Gatwick to Orlando on on Saturday. Um, it seems that uh, it won't it won't get to Orlando or you know any any of the periphery by Saturday. But of course, it's ensuring that you know we don't just land in Orlando on Saturday and uh, you know we're in a, a very dangerous situation on Sunday and Monday. So we'll obviously just have to. Have to, uh, yeah, keep keep close to that. Yeah, I think by the time uh, if the hurricane does get to Florida, by the time it uh, reaches Orlando, it, it, the um, category of it would have dropped considerably from five mm. to maybe a two or something. I mean, yes, yes. I was listening to some there, and, and they've never had over. I think it was a three uh, actually, you know, passed through Orlando. Um, I mean, it was, yeah, two and a three still obviously hugely powerful and destructive, but. Um, yeah, I suppose we're just going to have to hope for the best. Um, and we'll, we should have more news on Thursday. Um, and, and you which obviously were... is irrelevant for this podcast because it goes out on Friday. <laughs> we're, we're always kind of slightly unlucky in terms of like lots of things, like that Six Flags announcement we just spoke about. That was announced the day after we recorded last week, but before it went out. So it always, we're always kind of a bit unfortunate in terms of, but this is a real thing of it. This situation is moving so fast. We, whatever we mm. say now will be completely irrelevant in, in one way or the other. Um, but I mean, in, in bringing it back to theme parks in a way, so um, yeah, all the major theme parks in Orlando did close for Hurricane Matthew a day last year, and apparently um, Disney Disney's actually given its infrastructure in Disney World maybe arguably one of the safer places to be in such circumstances. Yeah, uh, the entire of Disney properties uh, off of the main uh, public or you know. 
what's the word, municipal grid yes, of yes. Orlando. So um, last year during uh, Hurricane Matthew, the power went in most of uh, downtown Orlando, but all of Disney property remained uh, online still, um, obviously because it's all separately managed and obviously probably has less of a um, uh, drain on the power, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, probably one of the safest places that you could be. Uh, we're not going to be there. Unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. All, all of a sudden, yeah, the uh, the little place down the road to just to rest our heads maybe doesn't uh, fill us with with absolute joy for the idea of, of maybe being confined to our rooms for for a day or so. But um, yeah, well, we don't we don't have sure anything yet, so we'll just have to to play it by ear. But um, so it's it's been kind of hard, uh, at least for me. I don't know about you, Matt, for over the past couple of days to really actually kind of plan and be excited as normal. I start. I did a bit of packing on on Sunday, but I've kind of not got around to anything. I spend just all my time on, on websites now, just incessantly refreshing and, see, and seeing uh, what's happening. And in terms of obviously looking forward to obviously what we're going to in and Florida, it's uh, yeah, it, it's kind of a bit off-putting at the moment. But um, yeah, obviously, hopefully, um, well, yeah, hopefully the damage to everywhere will be uh, will be as low as possible, and hopefully, uh, yeah, no one's affected by this. But um, yeah, on a more theme park and, and kind of selfish level, um, yeah, hopefully it it won't inconvenience us too much either. We just don't know at this stage. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, it, exactly. It's just too early to tell at the moment what what the situation is going to be. Hope hope for the best uh, and plan for the worst, I suppose. For people that are only hearing about this now, and for some reason their only source of news in this day and age is the Coast of Great podcast, what what would you advise them <laughs> to do? Do they need to wait three weeks for the next episode of the Coast of Great podcast to find out any further information? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you'll find out uh, in, the, in the next podcast. I mean, if we have to spend 24 hours in a hotel room uh, waiting for this to all blow over... That sounds like a perfect time to record a podcast. Yeah, we're going to be recording a whole series of podcasts, aren't we? You expect if you think we've gone into maybe you know a bit too granular or detail or you know it's a bit slow or whatever, just you wait until you hear the reams of episodes we're going to be recording <laughs> locked up <laughs> yeah. in our hotel room. Matt, did I ever spend five hours telling you the story of the Alton Towers flat ride Dynamo? Oh wow! What an yeah, interesting well, story. Well, you can afford to that, so get ready for that. Um, but um, you can expect plenty of hurricane updates, though, if we do manage to make it out there. Which uh, fingers crossed we will. But obviously, we're not going to know. We will be rebranding as Coaster Crate Storm Chasers, and we will have appropriate T-shirts available to buy to match as well. Hopefully, yeah. So you can look forward to those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so, like I said, at this time we don't know anything, and you know what? Well, what, whatever will be, will be in the situation. Should, should we turn the page and then look forward to what we hope to any anyway uh, be enjoying in Florida? Yeah, so that sounds like a good idea to me, doesn't it? Awesome. So we have each prepared in a slightly similar style to what we did with Europa Park in the first episode. We have prepared the five things we are most looking forward to in Florida, our most anticipated things in Florida. We've each prepared five. We haven't discussed these. So these could be similar. They could be entirely different. Uh, There's obviously quite a few major new things in Orlando. So we have tried a bit, each to go slightly off 
the beaten path so we don't have the exact same five but we have no idea what we've each uh, picked so um how about we we start with you matt what's the what's the, your fifth most anticipated thing my fifth most anticipated thing i mean i've uh... I think I've got this around the wrong way, so I'm actually just going to do a live edit right here, right now. Uh, just looking at it now, I was like, no, that's probably not the right way around. So my number five, uh, actually, I've got a number six. I, I thought I'd be cheeky and okay. sticking a, a okay. number six. We can do that. So I'll do my six and my five. My six is more of like a, you know, uh, didn't quite fit on the list, but definitely needs a mention. So my, my six is Mind Blower at Fun Spot. Oh, yes. Uh, the new, uh, their new wooden roller coaster. Um, it definitely looks like it's going to pack a punch. Um, and if uh, SW8, or, sorry, we should call it the Wicker Man now, I suppose. <laughs> more uh, or less, though, yeah. If it's any, anything like that, I think we're in for a bit of a treat. Oh, it, it looks really good fun. And to think that, I think they've just built this on what was a car park in, in the fun spot, uh, Kasemi. Uh, park which is right next to where we're we're planning to stay um yeah it, it looks compact but there's some amazing bank turns on it there's um a zero g roll uh, which think it goes above the station as well a big first drop it's got it, a nice bit of theming as well yeah i mean you, you know i mean for, 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 for fun spot anyway exactly it's not the biggest part for the fact they've been able to afford this which is probably what a few million dollars you know, small to medium parks everywhere. Seriously, look at a ride like this as uh, as an option. It it seems it seems like it ticks all the boxes and for a really good price as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's my number six. Awesome. Okay. I had, to, I, had to, I had to slide that one in. Yeah, of course, of course. And in fairness, I'm looking forward to it, but I haven't put it down on my list, so I think it definitely deserves an honourable mention. Good. Okay. Uh, my number five is Cobra's Curse at Bush Gardens. Ooh, so we've uh, mentioned this a couple of episodes ago with Jordan, and um, Jordan was raving about it, you were raving about it. Uh, I wasn't so convinced, but but uh, I think partly after my experience on Euromir and Europa Park, what are you looking forward to uh, about it? What's going to be exciting? Uh, I think it's just exciting that they've got, well, firstly, they've got a new coaster that isn't, you know, as intense as perhaps the other ones are. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I suppose uh, Cheat uh, Hunt isn't massively intense, but... Uh, the theming looks really good on it. Um, I'm excited because it's also a, um, a Max spinning coaster uh, in a kind of different fashion to um, their other spinning coasters, is in both of the cars face forward, um, and then they can you know spin independently. It hasn't got the kind of uh, facing forward and then the people behind you are facing backwards thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's more of a wild mouse style uh, situation. Uh, yeah, I just think it looks like a great little coaster, a good a good uh, package of theming. Um, some fun little elements on it. Yeah, I think it looks good. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely give you that. It's definitely a Mac ride through and through. It has the uh, vertical lift system that's on the Matterhorn blades. It has the multi-car spinning coaster train from Euromir or something. And then it's got kind of, uh, you know, the slightly unconventional Mac rides wacky elements, I guess, in the way, it, in the way you face. You know, you spend, I think... Is it the first bit forward, the second bit back, within the third bit just spinning? And so, yeah, I mean, kudos. It, it looks interesting enough. I'll, uh, I'll uh, see what it's like. I don't think it's going to be anything like uh, Euromir. I don't, I don't think it's going to have that... Uh, Thank God. That kind of really intense... Uh, ride if you're facing the wrong way <laughs> i think that's the thing yeah for my one and only ride to be facing backwards at the the wrong time it was just like oh i don't quite enjoy this but um, yeah maybe i just got it bad who knows i did enjoy the 10 minute lift hill so uh, there's something <laughs> yeah exactly that lifter was actually ridiculous 
Awesome, right. My fifth most anticipated thing is Kraken Unleashed at SeaWorld. And I say this because so we've both done uh, VR um, at Europa Park in terms of coastality. And you came, I came off with a, a mixed review. You came off with uh, a very poor review. Um, and so I think this sounds like the, the best a most exciting execution of coaster VR out there, and definitely one that I'm going to experience anytime soon. So I feel this is this is where I'll decide, yay or nay, to coaster VR. You know, we've got a. I actually agree with that. I think it's the first VR that I've seen. I mean, obviously we haven't been on it yet, so we can't but the film, properly judge it. But, but from the what I've seen YouTube. from the yeah, yeah, it right, yeah, yeah. But from the from the film that I watched on YouTube, the graphics look good. Mm. Um, it actually looks like it's in sync with the ride. Um, mm-hmm. And, the and ride I suppose itself. the fact they've kind of redone, they've almost like rebranded the ride as well. Like they've spruced it up a little bit and stuff, which is quite nice. Um, which I suppose is what they did with the Galactica, but just the whole VR system that could have just failed, didn't it? So. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, a nice, smooth B&M. Flawless coaster, 65 mile an hour, seven inversions, but yeah, with an, a very exciting looking VR film. Um, yeah, this is this is where I'm going to. T- I'm not being on Galactica. This is where I'm going to test out whether coaster VR works, and I think it's going to be a really good test for it. So, I, yeah, I, I want to. I, I want to enjoy. I, I think you know you can choose to ride it without the VR. I think I. I was going to say yeah, I definitely permits, want to ride, I want to ride it, it first without, yeah. and then second with because. I, I've not been on Kraken before, and it, and it looks like a great coaster anyway. So I just wanna. Yeah, I definitely it. think we should we should definitely ride it uh, at least once with and with, without the VR, just because uh, it yeah it's a it's a really good coaster, and you wouldn't want the VR to kind of um, ruin that for you. Exactly. It's I'm just reading on Wikipedia. It's now got because um, the VR loading and unloading process is so slow, and they've got to sanitize the headsets and all that. It now has a, a boast the capacity of 640 riders per hour. Oh, God. <laughs> so, in fact, you That's can't. the problem with the whole VR VR thing. That is I mean, the issue. You need the, two the stations. The on stuff is, is is awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but even even the Galactica's got two stations, but that's just it's just still not good enough. They need to something need, you know something needs to happen. Um, and in fact, you can't, I don't believe you can queue normally for it. You need to um, do a, similar to what they do with the Jimmy Fallon ride at Universal, you need to have a time ticket to go back. You can you can get that ticket on the the app as well. So, um, yeah, clearly queuing and throughput's a major issue. But, yeah, it, I, I look forward to seeing whether, whether VR can be done on the coast. I feel like this is probably the best test for it. So that's yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm already... I already have a negative perception of it purely from what we rode at Europa Park, but I'm willing to let this prove me wrong. Awesome. So should I do my uh, number four? Please. Now, obviously Pandora was going to be in our top fives, so I decided not to choose Pandora as a whole, and I've gone for the food and drink at Pandora specifically. Oh, wow, okay. This is where I tell you that Pandora does not make my top five. Wow, okay. I know. I've not been to Florida in in um, 19 years, so as amazing as and exciting as I am for Pandora, it's not actually going to be my top five. But I am definitely looking forward to the, the food and drink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, you're right. If I was you, I, I probably wouldn't have Pandora in my top five either if I hadn't been before. I mean, it's only there for me because... And I've seen the rest of it before, and it's, it's you know it's, it's newness. So, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, the food and drink looks looks really good. Really excited for the steamed buns that they've got in this Satilia uh, yeah. Canteen. Uh, really excited for all the little speciality drinks that they've got going on. Uh, I'm missing something. What am I missing? Uh, those those uh, protein bowls that they've got where you can like pick your oh, protein yeah. and your veg and your sauce and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it looks it looks really exciting. Awesome. Yeah, it, it seems it seems like they've really hit the nail on the head with the um, with the food. That it's exciting. It's not your typical theme park food. It's you know kind of relatively nice and healthy and nutritious as well. It's it's a good it's a good concept. And yeah, I look forward to uh, to trying it. Expect uh, yeah plenty of food reviews from us uh, on our social media as we're out there. I think it's really refreshing that they've gone for a completely different um, concepts of theme park fast food um, with Pandora. I mean, they kind of tried to do it at Universal, but, you know, you can still just get all that weird, all the burgers and chips and hot dogs and all that kind of stuff. But the fact that they've really made this, you know, healthy but also exciting is, you know, something which I think parks should should do more, really. Definitely, definitely. There's clearly a, a, a place for nice, good quality, yet still yeah. quick service food in, in parks, definitely. Yeah. My number four is... Um, what um, I'm just looking on TripAdvisor now has two and a half stars out of five on TripAdvisor, oh, and dear. it's the 262th out of 430th of things to do in Orlando. It's Universal's Volcano Bay. Oh God! It's got lots of poor reviews, mainly I think due to teething problems of, of queuing and stuff. And there's been plenty of revisions and changes in the park since uh, it opened in May. I'm excited for um i think i think the tapu tapu queuing system where you you have a little wristband and then reserve uh your place in line you will be going during a quieter time hopefully so hopefully not not too many queues now um it looks it's interesting actually because so the queuing system looks cool but it's had its problems the food to that when it first opened looked really exciting and different so it maybe not in the same way as avatar it was still burgers and stuff but it sounded like they made an effort and you know you'd have um all sorts of different toppings and whatnot on them we've since learned that that, that food menu has been scaled back to fewer options though since so uh, you know maybe maybe they haven't fully been able to execute it um but it's got an aqua coaster which looks yeah, exciting. That does look great, yeah. It's got some I mean, really I, cool I have to say, well, this features on my list, um, but not 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 at the same place yours did. Mm. It's got some cool looking rides and slides. Um I might um, as well speak about it now if we're gonna both speak about it, I suppose. So oh, we can wait, we can wait. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> um, you have your, your your turn. It's got some fun, some rides, some slides. Um, I'm just looking forward to yeah, experiencing what what their take on on the water park will be. And it it seems like mm. a seems like a nice way to go about it. I think I think it's definitely one that excels in the concept. And clearly, there's been a few mixed reviews since open. So I think the thing I'm I'm anticipating it greatly. Whether it will. Uh, there's ever placed my top five after I come back. Whether it actually managed to execute it well uh, when we go uh, is up for debate. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, the hurricane would have put a lot of people off um, from even coming to uh, Orlando for the whole of next week. So definitely, and, and in the context it'll be a of a less busy and uh, definitely in the context of a water park is as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. Who knows? The weather's looking a little bit chillier than it normally does as well this time of year. Mm. Okay, my number three is uh, the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. 
Oh wow, this is very food and uh, food and beverage heavy, isn't it? I'm not I'm not included in the wine festival at Epcot, but you know what? I'm, maybe in uh, in retrospect, I I would have. I'm really excited. Well, obviously, because you haven't been for you know so long, you've got so much more uh, choice of things that you haven't been on that you can I need pick. like a fifty most anticipated things, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I, I was li- I had slim pickings. I mean, obviously, I'm excited for all the stuff I've already done and stuff. But you know, when something is new, it's kind of even more exciting, isn't it? Mm, definitely. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks really good this year, uh, judged by some of the reviews that I've seen on on YouTube. It looks like a real good mixture of food. Um, kind of reasonable prices as well actually which i was sort of surprised at i was really surprised i mean obviously the like the old menu is available online but i, I always had it in my head like we'd be looking at maybe like six or seven dollars something, but actually it's more kind mm. of um four or five or so yeah yeah exactly yeah so yeah uh excited about that i think i've already made a short list of of stuff i want kind of reading the the reviews actually i think i think we definitely have to be more than one trip to epcot just to just to enjoy it all um it it is worth checking out i mean if you're unaware of what food and wine festival is it's basically i think it's over like 30 different booths are they like food stalls that just appear in epcot and so, and each one's themed around the country that's not exclusively true anymore there's kind of more some no. generic themed ones but they each sell about three different food items and a couple of different wines or, or beers and kind of like tasting samples so everything's quite small you need about three or four to make a meal arguably it's like tapas but um yeah lots of different it, it, yeah it looks amazing it's food guys it's food it's food yeah and two of my items on my list are food Great. <laughs> but hey, I, i'm really excited for the food as a as a whole on the trip but um yeah food and yeah, wine is really cool is there any particular dish that's taken your eye so far um what did i see that i thought that looked really good oh it was like a, a cheeseburger in like a cut in like a yes, cone and yes. like you ate the whole thing that looked really really good finally a cheeseburger you can hold i mean you can hold a cheeseburger in your hand anyway but one you can hold it a different <laughs> way in your hand i guess it's like a deconstructed cheeseburger mm, yeah although we were talking about something that i'd spotted called swine bride which is oh, no. bourbon apple cider mustard and then what they call a a, a piggy wing which is odd because pigs don't have wings dropped in it or like on the side of a glass yeah that, i mean we purchasing that for eight dollars fifty i feel like we should just to kind of try it i guess but I, I, yeah i'm not sure if it's going to be uh i'll tell you what I, i'll have the wing change of my you life have the mustard based drink we'll split it that way mm, yeah mustard based <laughs> drinks it's uh, it's a healthy choice, yeah. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. My number three is probably uh, probably the most evident example of I've not been to Florida in ages. It's Expedition Everest. Oh yeah, classic. I, I think the only thing that that's at risk is I hope it's not overhyped for me. No, no, no. It's yeah. it's 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 probably one of my most favourite rides in the whole of yeah the whole of Florida. It's um, it's well. First of all, Matt, it's got a good capacity, two thousand and fifty riders per hour, so it shits all over uh, Kraken Unleashed in terms of that. But... Until they decide to put VR on it, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's probably the, the ride in the world that probably needs VR least. Yeah, true. <laughs> but they'll put it on anyway. I'm sure that, they will give it a go. Yeah. That way, the Yeti then moves, so it solves all well, the yeah. problems. If the Yeti was moving, oh, yeah, that that ride would be a you know a ten out of ten ride. It's probably um, sitting at like a, a nine at the moment. Oh, nine point two. I think I'm just gonna. F- uh, I, I, yeah, it just looks amazing. The ride, the ride, and the, you know, the queue, and the. It's not even setting. particularly thrilling. It's no, not like yeah. 
it's just a really good ride. Like it's got everything that you need. It's got like a little bit of thrills, you know, a slow pace section at the beginning, backward section, like amazing theming, like uh, uh, the little terrain kind of coasters bit at the beginning. You know, I, I really, mm. really do rate that ride. Oh, I, I, yeah, I just, I just can't wait. I mean, there's probably not too much I can add or, or say to um, Expedition Everest because everyone knows and, and knows exactly what it is, but I am really looking forward to it. Yes, definitely, me too. Although it's not in my top five, obviously, because I've done it before. <laughs> okay, uh, my... Uh, I've got all my numbers mixed up because I moved all around now. My number two, even though here it says number three, is Volcano Bay. Uh, water park by Universal. Oh, I've heard of that. Have you? Uh, no. No, no. Okay. <laughs> so, I originally I, I put this down because of the I don't know why I keep putting down food and drink items, but <laughs> I got really excited about the food and drink that they they had going on there. It looked like a really good uh, upscale kind of version of theme park food. You know, every stand had mm. its own kind of unique feel and. It was all, you know, it wasn't just bacon cheeseburgers and chicken tenders everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, they scaled back the menu. Um, apparently that was down to capacity and the queues were getting too long, but I think it was probably cross-cutting. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. But yeah, I'm still really excited about it. The water coaster looks really good. The drop slides look like loads of fun. I'm really excited for the, uh, what's it called? The Thunder, not the Thunder River. What is it? The Lazy River that's not lazy. Oh, God, yeah. I'm going to have to wear knee pads or something like that. I the can, Fearless I, River or whatever it's called. I can picture like, just my knees or some body parts scraping against the tiles and getting cut or something. Yeah, I can probably imagine that. I don't well, know why I have such specific visions now, but uh, <laughs> I've got I was watching a video the, the, video the other day uh, of Tim Tracker on it, mm. and this, it, like, he just went around the corner on, on his like ring, and this wave machine just like went crazy, oh, yeah. and like, a massive wave just like went all the way through it, and I was like, that looks amazing. How are people drowning in it that's an insane way wasn't it well there was a period when i think they were saying oh you have to wear a life vest if Mm. you'd like to go on it um but i I, I think they've stopped that now but maybe yeah i mean it does look kind of uh kind of rough i suppose might wear one anyway because i'm cool (laughs) 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 that's what i say to myself anyway uh yeah i'm looking forward in particular to the i think the the raft rides uh have about five six people in there um you know, like into massive funnels, or they, they look like you're going to precariously kind of raft off the side of it, and it's like about 50 foot tall or whatever. Some, yeah, uh, that some looks really kind exciting of scary. <laughs> looking rides. Um, yeah. But I definitely won't be going on that huge, uh, what are they call the. Um, the free fall drop one. The free fall, yeah. yeah, yeah no I'm, way. I'm not sure no. I could do that, no. No. So, yeah, Volcano Bay, number two for me. Awesome. Uh, number two for me is also at Universal. It is the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which I guess encompasses both Hogsmeade and uh, Diagon Alley. Um, I think it's probably, I mean, this year has been a bit exceptional, really. You've had Pandora, you've had Volcano Bay, and, and obviously we're going during Horror Nights. But I guess I guess if, you know, if you asked me a couple of years ago, whatever, you know, why would you want to go to Florida? And this would be the first thing I say. There was in the world of, of Harry Potter. You know, I've been a big fan of Harry Potter. I was lucky enough to be born just at the right time to to grow up with Harry Potter, so to speak, with both, you know, the books and then the films kind of coinciding, you know, and hitting chords as I was growing up and going roughly through that age. And uh, I got into it really, really early. Uh, you know, big fan of it all. And so to 
to explore it and to be able to just enjoy it in person yeah really excited for you know I did the tour at um in sunny Watford about five years ago um really enjoyed that so excited to see kind of the other side of that experience and actually yeah just um just kind of the rides they can come up with that I'm not I'm, I'm not too sure which ride out of the three I'm most looking forward to too and that's partly because i'm not a fan of spiders and i know that they'll be making an appearance on the forbidden journey whereas i know mm, gringotts yeah. is a bit is a bit tame and a bit more screen-based in that respect um and then the hogwarts i think the hogwarts express though sounds like it's i mean it's obviously really simple it's just a train but it has it seems like it has a nice charm about it and i'm looking the forward hogwarts express is kind of weird because like when i first went on it i was like oh this is a cool experience and then i kind of found after the maybe the first two times we did it you know there and back mm-hmm. i found that actually we only used it as a mode of transport between the two parts <laughs> and i think that's true for like a lot of people now i feel like it's people literally just use it to hop between the parks is there, I mean, that's not a bad thing but it's just is that just due to the, the i guess there's no repeat rideability the, the films you know they play or the, the effects are the same you know each way each time so to speak is the is the and because there's no thrill it's it, i guess it's like it'd be the same as seeing you know i guess any screen you know any screen-based show i guess again what do you reckon would that be fair to say uh, is it just because you've you've you know what happens you've seen it I don't know. No, I, I think it's just because it's a really convenient way to get between the parks. <laughs> Fair enough. Honestly, like when like when I was there, I think we never actually left one park from the entrance and went to, through the entrance oh, yeah, of the yeah. other park. We only ever just went between the parks using the Hogwarts Express. It I don't think like it's because we wanted to ride it. I think it was just because it was convenient. <laughs> it does seem like a an no-brainer, actually. Um, although I, I think I did see a Tim Tracker video once and he actually... I think timed the walk between the stations with, you know, what the queue was at the time. And I'm going to know, there won't much of a queue when we go, and clearly we don't want to walk miles in the sun anyway. So, yeah, clearly the train's going to be better. But, um, uh, yeah, I guess it's not instant, though, either. But you're right, if we get from from the back of one part to the back of another, it's it's probably really convenient as well. Mm, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, that's my number two. Has a pop. Has a pop pop. Has a pop pop. I, yeah, uh, it didn't make my list, but absolutely excited for it. Always excited for it. Yeah. Um, can you guess what my number one is? It's, it, I think it's probably going to be mine as well. So I like how we come together at the end. Mm, uh, yeah. I, I do hope you're going to say Muppet Vision now. So fingers crossed. My number one is the Frozen ride in Epcot. No, it's not really. <laughs> yeah, geez, I was honestly, I was honestly, honestly scared then. I thought, is this how Matt feels when I just mention Muppets all the time? And I'm looking forward to Frozen, but it's not made my, my top five. And I, 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 mean, I, I am looking forward to Frozen, and I haven't done it before, so I'm mildly <laughs> excited for that. Uh, but obviously nowhere near as excited uh, for that as I am for Halloween Horror Nights hey, at Universal. Me too, me too. I am incredibly excited for this. Um, never been before. First time going for both of us. Uh-huh. Um, the Shining is going to be amazing. The Blumhouse yep. Maze is going to be amazing. Um, the what was the other one? Well. Um, the, the American Swamp. Horror Story. Yeah, uh, all the original mazes Saw that they've maze. released. Saw, uh, yeah. Jason vs. I mean, Evil Dead. Yep. The Just, Scare Zones. Yeah, the Scare Zones. I mean, everything. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I, I honestly think it's going to be incredible. 
if it's not all blown away over the next week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but assuming it, it all stays there in one piece, yeah, it, I mean, I've just got to, to really echo that. I mean, in fairness, the, the ticket we got, so we will be uh, in Orlando for the, the first kind of week of the event, and we got a really great value multi-night ticket. It was only about $95, including tax, and uh, I think we, we can use it on every evening operates that week. We probably won't go to every single one, but so we can get about three four five nights use out of it um which for 90 dollars considering you know there's there's six of the big rides open there as well is is pretty good value actually if you think about alternate charging i think is it 20 pounds maybe a bit more actually if you particularly buying on the day at alton the mazes it's probably about 25 pounds for the four mazes there just one go at each yeah, I was going to say, people always say, it, you know, oh, it's so expensive, Halloween Horror Nights, you know, rah, 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 rah. And I'm sure it is if you buy, like, a date, one day ticket. Mm, but yeah. if you get that multi-pass, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, um, Fear something. Yeah, they've all got Fear in their name. There's different ones yeah. depending on, on when you go. And obviously, the, the more premium dates, obviously, do, do cost more. But Yeah, obviously, we paid a little bit less because we're not going uh, in, the, in the peak uh, times. But uh, for the amount that we paid... And the fact that we're going to get entry to every single night it's on while we're there, I think is amazing, really. Oh, definitely. It probably breaks down to what, like $20 a night? Less than, maybe less than that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, I guess the, the backside of that, which um, it's worth mentioning, though, is just having a reputation for queues when we will be going on kind of the quieter nights, arguably the quietest nights of its of its run. But it seems like actually they, they probably arguably make as much, if not more money from selling express passes than um, um, from park and mission. Apparently, you know, the, the um, say on an average night, the, the queue for a maze can be two hours long. The express pass line will be almost an hour long itself as well, such as kind of mm. just the, the industry they've got there, really. And, yeah. and to see all the mazes in one night, or, or arguably two, you know, if you're only going for a short trip, you, you basically have to buy an express pass. Yeah, I mean, I'm fully expecting it to be, you know, absolutely rammed and super busy. But I think if we, if, you know, if we go there with the expectation, expectation mm, that it's going to be really busy, and that we're obviously not going to be able to do all of the houses in one night. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I doubt we will. Um, but think, uh, the, the fact we're going there expecting that, I mean, you know. Exactly. We've got plenty of time. You know, we don't have to rush anything. We've got plenty of nights and opportunities to enjoy and get it all ticks off. Um, you know, we can obviously we'll make sure we're there early and get in a couple of mazes whilst it's quiet then and be quieted out towards the end of the night. And then there's it's obviously the scare zones and the the shows operate as well. So whilst the, the queues are busy in the middle of the night, you can just enjoy yourself. Um, somewhere else as well i mean the scare zones themselves look i was watching all the youtube vids of them in previous sets are really exciting and it's great you can just walk up to it you don't have to queue yeah exactly yeah so yeah so super psyched for it i'm just i'm just excited for the whole trip it's a bit weird now because we're <laughs> we're talking a few days before we go it's hard to be it, I think I think our flight will operate out there, but that's by no means, you know, uh, confirmed. And the extent of uh, of any disruption that could be waiting for us whilst we're out there is, is clearly quite unforeseen now. So it's it's um, you know just you know l- last week we were just worrying about kind of you know random stuff, you know what what to what to pack, a little bits like that. And now to be wondering <laughs> if it's happening or you know <laughs> um, you know is it even safe or whatever is a bit weird, but hopefully once we get past that there's yeah lots of really exciting stuff to look forward to yeah definitely it, it, it has i have to admit it's been a weird couple of days mm, definitely 
kind of got worrying about you know tiny things like you know, making it to the airport and all that sort of stuff <laughs> to now being like okay this is actually like a serious thing that we should actually you know really be concerned about and um just yeah just keep we just keep need to keep ourselves updated i guess and just you know track what's going on with it and um keep our options open as well i suppose because i'm you know there's possibilities that will be delayed and we may be rerouted or you know any of this could happen so what well should we reroute to which is the best kind of six flags park that we should fly to (laughs) (laughs) spend two weeks there instead yeah (laughs) um um, and of course we want you guys at home to um, follow us and enjoy all of our content assuming we do make it out there and we can enjoy some of the things we've just described we will give, be giving you loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of updates and content throughout the trip we of course um, you probably already follow us on, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram so there'll be lots of stuff on there um, including um, so we have a 360 camera. We can put 360 um, videos and photos on Facebook. We can put 360 videos on YouTube. Um, we can go live on Facebook. We're doing some live broadcasts. We'll be going live on Instagram. Um, we've got Instagram stories, which are quite fun and uh, definitely worth um, making sure you're on Instagram and following us for that. Twitter's a bit old hat in all of this, isn't it? You guess you can go live on Periscope, and if we had a a big outside broadcast truck. I'm sure we could do 360 on it as well, but it's just not quite the same, is it? No, it's not, yeah. Which is good, because that's where the majority of our followers are. <laughs> if you love static <laughs> static photos and maybe a video, then, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we've yeah. got our, our YouTube channel as well, so I think if you tick the Coaster Crate on Facebook, Coaster Crate on Twitter, Coaster Crate on Instagram... Coast to on YouTube. It's a bit harder to find us on YouTube, so just go to our website and click on click on the link. Um, that's all pretty good. Um, also, we're going to have a dedicated live page on our website, which is basically just a, mm. a website-based stream of all of our social. So it's if you don't follow us or you don't have a social network, it's just easy to see it all. Um, make sure you're not missing out on anything. That's coastercrate.co.uk slash live. So expect to see lots of photos of airports or just us sat at home crying or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, there'll just be lots of photos of the ball that says delayed. <laughs> Every time it updates, oh, delayed, oh, delayed, oh, delayed. <laughs> so we don't know quite what's going to happen, but we do know we're definitely going to be sharing it uh, with you. Oh, yeah, another innovation that we have is I've got some Snapchat spectacles. So we'll be able to do point of view videos and stuff on the ride. Now, obviously, people do POV vids on rides as well, but this will be hopefully a bit different. And we hope we can wear it a few more places because they're glasses and obviously not a camera so uh yeah something a bit different so lots of video lots of photos and 360 and mad stuff that's oh, a good point actually you could um, departure boards yeah you could um on a lot of rides in, in florida apart from the universal coasters because they're super anal about what uh, uh, loose articles you could just hold your glasses as if you know they're sunglasses and then just put them on when you're kind of going up the lift hill or whatever and pov the ride whoop whoop and I've got my special glasses strap to ensure that they don't fly off my head. <laughs> well, of course, I will make sure, to, to Matt's point, that, that we do comply with all of the necessary rules of the park in terms of uh, blue articles. Absolutely. Of in, no, in no way at all did I suggest that you breach any of the terms of entry to the theme parks. 
Too right, Matt. Thank you very much. So, yes, so follow us on all the social networks and coastercreator.co.uk slash live. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Let's let's give away some merch, shall we? Let's do some merch giveaways. I don't know why, but I was going to say merch paradise then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, only if we do the theme tune. Da, 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 da. Oh, Yep, it's time for the Coaster Crate competition. So just to reiterate, at the end of the year, one person will win one massive prize bundle consisting of a prize for every single episode we're doing. So basically one person wins a load of prizes. Um, so in that prize bundle so far is a Coaster Crate uh, Jungle print, is a Coaster Crate uh, space mug, is a... Um, I feel we're honestly losing track now. That's <laughs> just Mac, too much, isn't it? A no? Macrides mug. A Macrides uh, mug, yes. Correct. Um, the Intamin brochure. Intamin brochure, Intamin lanyard, and Trips yeah. Drill's shot glass. We are going to be adding to that a Disney Parks pin badge. Oh, yes. So, so I like a bit of pin trading, and so I've procured some um, Disney pins in advance of our trip, and I um, am excited to go into parks and trade them, and hopefully trade them some really cool badges as well, because I'm missing that the small ride badges I've got now, but they're not amazing. And so I'm going to be going to the parks and trading them, and I will pick out the very best one I bring back from Florida, and we'll include it in our price package. Don't forget, Disney pins are worth from about $8 to about $15, don't they, depending on the pin. Mm, yeah, depending on your on your uh, color banding. Exactly, and uh, it's this is this will be an official proper Disney pin, so that'll be really exciting. I'll try and give you something kind of parks related rather than just you know Mickey or Donald filling in this tax return or whatever. That done. is one of the most popular pins, actually. <laughs> it seems like they must have made tens of thousands of different designs over the years. It must be getting to the point where they are, they are just running out of ideas. Yeah, I, I, I imagine that they probably are, to be honest. <laughs> Um, and so how do you win all of this is very simple we give you a question each episode of the coast to great podcast and for each question you get right you get an entry you know as you listen to more podcasts keep on filling in the form on the website coastercreate.co.uk slash win and so this week's question we're going to make it a bit easier i think they've got a bit convoluted in, in recent episodes especially last week <laughs> i can't remember no. what it was. is it last week no oh, the week before oh no the week before was mad um yeah. So this week's question is really simple. What is mine and Matt's most anticipated thing in Florida? And that's to help it because people have previously got our voices confused. So since we've both picked the same thing, you can't get confused in that. So what... Can I give a clue? I always give a nice little clue. Okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> the clue is it is not the Frozen ride at uh, That's probably a good distinction because someone's, someone's going to yeah. listen to like the, you say Yeah, they're just going to skip through it all yeah. and then they'll hear me say that. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, so what is mine and Matt's most anticipated thing in Florida? Coast to create the K slash win. One person wins all of that lovely prize bundle at the end of the year. Terms conditions apply. Coast to create the K slash win. So that's the. It's, we wanted this to be a bit of a, a shorter episode because, to be honest, we know nothing, Jon Snow. We don't. We don't know if we're going to Florida or, or if we're going to be, you know, riding our storm or what. But all we know is that um, we're ex- we're excited to see what happens anyway. As long as we make it there, horror nights. 
yeah, that's true. I think that, I think that's a good goal to set ourselves. We'll, we'll get yeah. there for Horror Nights. Hopefully it will be gone by Horror Nights. <laughs> yeah, there's mean, a second storm brewing right behind Yes, uh, we should say that. Um, was, so. um, what's, oh, it's Jose, Jose. isn't it? Yeah, yes. so um, it'll, it'll, all be, it'll all be rained off anyway. But um, um, So just a kind of a couple of housekeeping things. We've obviously talked about how you can follow us on social media. Make sure you do that. Um, we've got some merch on our shop at coastercrate.co.uk. We've got new merch. New merch. I mean, we spoke about it a bit last week, but we've got a, a t-shirt with kind of a cool coastercrate word design. We've got a coastercrate uh, mug with our logo on. Both of those items are to celebrate our first anniversary. They will only be available during September. So you, if you don't order it by the end of September, that's it. They're, they're going to be all be incinerated, aren't they? After that, you snooze, you lose. Exactly. So enjoy those. We've got. Um, Oh, actually, yeah. Uh, so there's going to be uh, no podcast for the next couple of weeks whilst we're in Florida, unless we're not going. But one thing that will happen, no matter where we are in the world, is on Friday the 15th of September, on the opening night of Horror Nights, we will be revealing live, um, it's probably going to be quite late in the evening UK time, the winning uh, design for our secret weapon t-shirts that we put on social media last week. We've had loads and loads and loads of votes. One design will win, and you'll be able to. It will go on pre-order um, live on the 15th of September. Um, it's it's been really popular. There's only going to be so many T-shirts available as always, so make sure you run it. Make sure you pre-order, and they will be shipping early October. I was just going to say, uh, Horror Nights opens at 6:30, I think. So seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven thirty. We 11:30-ish. might we might go shortly before it opens. I don't know. It depends what we're doing because we'll probably be running for mazes exactly when it opens. So maybe maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah, we should probably do it earlier. I mean, hopefully we'll get out uh, before about half ten. I think is probably a, yeah, a reasonable time. 10. It'll be on a Friday anyway, won't it? So it's exactly. Not, I'm I'm speaking it's to bad. Channel Four about uh, about going. Uh, going on them at that time because i think it's only naked attraction at that time anyway so well if we could get john snow to come and kind of do the news related item around it then that, <laughs> that could work pretty well <laughs> very true very true so yeah look out for that so that's kind of all the merch covered coast credit kdk check out all of that yeah follow us on all the social medias um like i said no podcast for a couple of weeks we'll be returning in late september early october and uh, we'll probably have obviously lots to discuss about florida um and a bit more i'll tell you what though in, this, in the meantime you can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app and uh, if you, you can leave reviews on that podcast app such as apple podcasts then give us five stars five because, stars please because, yeah five stars for the hurricane stricken uh, podcasters please yeah <laughs> well uh, yeah awesome um i guess this is this is a, a great leap into the unknown now isn't it matt this could be farewell when I planned this podcast, I kind of wanted to like make it a bit holiday themed, and like we'd be in an airport, and then there'd be like a, a, an announcement now calling us to our flight. But I think that seems all a bit trivial, doesn't it? So yeah, uh, we don't even know we're going on a plane. So yeah, just yeah. Well, the people listening do. Yeah. Well, most okay. likely. Okay, here's an instruction. So you guys are in the future. We're in the past. Your call is to send a message to us in the past to tell us whether we're going to Florida or not. I'm not going to tell That's... you how, because that would spoil the fun. This is like this week's game or quiz, go into the past. So if you can I'm do that... I'm sad we didn't have a game this week, actually. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel unfortunately, the game of uh, Atlantic-based weather systems has, has won this week. Mm, this is true. 
But will it win next time for the podcast? You'll have to listen and find out when we return in late September. But anyway, um, our bags are packed. Um, our hotel is booked. And uh, who knows? We might even be staying there. Um, we'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh...